Hello, and welcome to the Transfix Take Podcast. It's day five here for National Truck Driver Appreciation Week, and we're closing this week out with Brittany Richardson. On today's show, she shares her incredible story on how she turned a former life as a corrections officer into a 10-year career in trucking. And as a YouTube video artist, she also shares her life and struggles on what it's like to be a woman truck driver in America who drives a bright pink semi-truck. Enjoy today's episode. Brittany, you're no stranger to trucking. That's pretty obvious. You've been a, a 10-year veteran. Tell me what it was that got you into trucking in the first place. And, and tell me a little bit about your past, too, because you have a really interesting pathway into trucking. Absolutely. Uh, but prior to get, be getting my CDL, I was actually a police officer and a volunteer firefighter. It was actually a combined police and fire department, which is kind of interesting. Like there yeah. were nights that we would we would get a fire call and have to race back in the patrol car, get bunker gear on, and go handle a fire call. So it was kind of cool. But anyway, I what really piqued my interest in and the tracking was in the slow part of the night, I did what every, well, I should say most police officers <laughs> do when you don't have reports stacked up on you. I uh, pulled the patrol car over and watched a little YouTube okay. and I stumbled across tracking blogs and huh. that started piquing my interest. We also had this big ladder truck that was a blaster drive. It was one of those cab overs with a wide turn. Oh, and yeah. I just like the feel of the big trucks. So that kind of piqued my interest. But what I'll, I'll tell you what really did it yeah. was in late 2011, I was attacked um, and injured in the line of duty. Mm. Uh, I had actually showed up early for my shift, which I like to do to kind of get the pass down from the afternoon officers on what what was going on, what issues to look out for. And we had, it was a campus police situation and fire and at the state institution to kind of give you a picture of the yeah. setting. We had an internal 911 system that rang a loud alarm at the firehouse and it went off. We had uh, screams over the phone. Uh, staff members on the unit were getting attacked by a female uh, subject. So I jumped in and assisted the officers with the female um, we came into kind of a chaotic scene, got her under control. When a large male subject came busting through the door, they, she had gotten into an uh, office area in this mm -hmm. mental institution. And this big subject came through the door, started wailing on my other officer from behind. And so I let the female subject go, tried to get him under control. He lifted me off the ground. Oh and now I'm... Yeah, I'm struggling with this guy. I'm trying to watch the female, not to mention the unit we were on were, was overcrowded. We're talking like 35 patients that have a variety of issues going on. Mm. Um, they're getting tense, starting to throw things. When, while I'm wrestling with him, somebody, and I didn't even see him, mm. the, a large male subject came up from behind me and... Uh, hit me struck me in the side of the head oh my extremely God. hard knocked me nearly unconscious um all i knew was i felt like i hit a brick wall mm. found myself on the floor um it it yeah. it's just like you see on the movies i mean everything went into slow motion it, people's mm. voices slurred i heard this loud ringing in my ear and the only thing that i could think while i was on the floor was 
I, I'm about to pass out. And if I pass out, this guy's going to finish me off. And so oh I used everything that I had in me to pull myself inside the little medical office where some of the other medical staff was taking cover, pulled myself under yeah. a desk and I just hear screams and see this guy starting to come in the door. Um, thankfully the office staff so slammed scary. the door shut, locked the door and Next thing I know, people were screaming, officer down, officer down, we need an ambulance. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it, it was rough. While sitting in the hospital room, I, I, really, I really had to rethink my career. You know, I was, I was really yeah. passionate about law enforcement. There, were, there was so much underfunding, and there were a lot of warning signs that had been ignored to this, yep. leading up to the situation. To make matters worse, what ended up happening, the judge released this guy with oh. a not guilty um oh goodness yeah they they let him go of all charges um and then they prosecuted the officers who brought the guy into justice after i was attacked um for excessive force and i found myself sitting there thinking you know is my sacrifice even worth it which right. I, i'm sure a lot of people are experiencing right now so that's that's kind of what led me to transportation was the thought of making three times the money and not getting shot at every day kind of sounded appealing at that point. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, first of all, thank you for sharing that. I, I know that must have been really difficult. Um, I, I don't even know where to begin. You know, first of all, I'm so happy that you made it out and you're okay. You know, like that, that's really, that's really huge. Um, and the transportation industry is really lucky to have you, Brittany, because, you know, I've been looking at your videos and, and just even speaking with you leading up to today, you are a force. Okay. You are a force and you are, I, I love how outspoken you are, I think first and foremost. And that's something that truck driving needs, especially representative of women in driving, you know, in truck driving. And I would love it if you could tell us a little bit about some of the things that you've seen since becoming a truck driver, because, and I'll talk about the video in a bit, but, but, you know, what has the transition been like? I feel like it has to be night and day. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you so much for saying that. I, I really appreciate that. Um, of course. I mean, it's, in some ways it was night and day. It's, in some ways it wasn't. You know, uh, both industries, both law enforcement and transportation are male dominated. So I was kind of used to that. Right. Fair um, point. I, I, I have seen a lot. My first year I was coming through Kansas on 70 and they issued a tornado warning. So I pulled into mm. this little pilot flying J and um, the tornado actually, I somebody took pictures of this thing. It crossed behind the truck stop. Like mm. right behind the trucks, it was within about a, a quarter mile. And I just remember I, I ran inside for cover and there was pieces of grass and hay and stuff falling on the window. Oh my God. <laughs> so, That's wild. I mean, just, yeah, from day one, like I, I just, I've seen so many things. Like I don't even know where to start, I guess, <laughs> where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. So would you say, I mean, obviously the comparison is very different, but would you say that there is an equal amount of um, uncertainty going on, you know, driving on the road as there was when you were a police officer? Absolutely. 
hundred percent. As a matter of fact, I think the statistics are still showing transportation is the most dangerous industry, if I'm not mistaken, or one of the most. So let's talk about that because you know, when we spoke before uh, through email, a lot of the the issues that you said you you really wanted to bring to light were things like harassment, online bullying, and threats from hate groups mm-hmm. that, you know, where people believe women should be should not be doing a man's job. What are some one that's crazy. I mean, we all know it's absolutely ridiculous, but but like you said, it is a male-dominated industry. And so what are some ways in which women can help combat that or help fight the stigma? Because it's it it really is at this point, you know, we're in 2021, we sh- should be at a turning point with this. So what do you think women should be doing or, or how can we provide resources to get rid of that type of stigma? I think stigma is the right word because even getting into transportation, you know, I, I had family and friends who were who were saying that, you know, that's not for women. And, you know, they just it's looked at like, oh my God, what are you doing? You're, you're going to drive a truck. Like women don't do that. You know? Mm. So I think on the one end, we face this stigma from family and friends, even considering the idea. Right. So I I think that that holds us back. Um, So I think that perception needs to change, but when it comes to the online threats and things Mm. like that, a lot of us get on YouTube to express ourselves and to connect with others Mm because you are isolated out here. Right. Right. And unfortunately I've noticed that once you grow in size on YouTube, a lot of the male uh, dominated channels start getting jealous and Mm. making up rumors about you or anything that they could do to tear you down or destroy you. And, to be honest, I'm still figuring out what to do about this. You know, I, I've, I've sent attorneys after people. Mm. Um, personally, I think, I think a big element is standing up to the hate and standing up to the bullying mm-hmm. and not being afraid to report this stuff. Contact an attorney uh, if you are threatened or if somebody's defaming your character. Um, my philosophy is the bull. The only way that you can handle a bully is you have to stand up to them. You can't let Absolutely. them chase you out of the industry. Right. It, it's almost as if they're ruining your livelihood, right? So you can't let them get under your skin. You can't let them make you decide trucking is not for me. And and that's a lot. Look, I'll admit that's easier said than done. But it really strength their strength in numbers, you know. And I see you, and I see other women leaders in trucking that are putting themselves out there sharing their their perspective from the front lines and continuing to create awareness. And that's exactly how I think, you know, yeah, it, it's going to, online bullying probably won't go away. And that's the unfortunate truth. But at the very least, through that type of um, togetherness and, and banning together, that's something that's going to make these people go away little by little. And I'm I'm curious to know, like you know, we're looking at your videos, and we're seeing a lot, and and one of the ones that you sent to me was the per- the firsthand perspective of what it's like to be on the road, and I told you this before, but you know, when I'm driving on the road, I'm I, I'm very aware of semis on you know with me and sharing space and not getting in their blind spots and things like that. But your video, there were. And and you've been in trucking for 10 years. I can't even imagine how how often this happens to you every single day. 
But cutting dr- truck drivers on the road as they're trying to just like get through lanes is wild <laughs> to me. So I would love it if you can talk to our four-wheeled friends <laughs> and give advice on how they can help res- better respect, um, you know, truck drivers on the road. What can we? What should we be doing better? Absolutely. Well, first of all, please, we we, we need to have an understanding that semi trucks are heavy. Mm. We are very heavy and we take a long time to stop. So what's going to happen is if you cut in front of us and slam on your brakes, we may not be able to stop because even if our brakes lock, we're get, we have a load of up to 80,000 pounds behind Oof. us that's going to shift forward and lunge us into you. So my, my recommendation, <laughs> my cry to the public is, please give us space. Um, We can't see everything in our mirrors either. So just be mindful that, you know, we do need space. Some of our trucks are governed. So it takes us a minute to get over into the slow lane, graining lane uh, and get out of your way. So, you know, cutting around us to the passenger side to get around us because you're impatient, you know, sometimes that can be disastrous because we may not see you. So mm. I, I I think I really wish more of the public could see from a driver's perspective because yeah. we I, I I don't know we have respect for each other out here right the truck, mm-hmm. truckers do we let each other over we um, dim our lights signaling them it's safe to come over we want to extend that mutual respect to four wheelers as well um, but right. we we ask you guys you know give us a little bit of respect you know. If let me say this too, I don't think a lot of people think about this, but mm-hmm. if trucks stop within seven days, I mean, all the stores all over the country would be out of food. Yep, like absolutely. I mean, everything is moved by trucks. So I, I just wish that I, I wish the public would extend more of an appreciation to the drivers. Let's talk about that a little bit because, you know, we're we're in the middle of National Truck Driver Appreciation Week and we actually surveyed uh, a good network of our uh, our carriers and our truck driver friends here. And there was an overwhelming response of folks that said they did not feel that the general public understood and respected the challenges of their day to day. You've just you've just told me that. What is it that they could be doing better from an understanding perspective? Is it that they should be looking more at these types of videos to get that kind of exposure firsthand? Like what what could they be doing um, to just demonstrate the respect? To be honest, I, I think this is bigger than just appealing to, hey, guys, treat us nice, you know, yeah, or absolutely. Stop, please stop cutting us off and flipping us off and, you know, almost running into us. Um mm. No, I, I, to, to speak on the Trucker Appreciation Week, I think what could be better done from that perspective is maybe releasing a public ad campaign of some sort to reach out to the public to thank a truck driver. If you see them during Trucker Appreciation Week, take a moment and thank them. You know, you see them pull into a dock and, and you're driving by, say, hey, I just wanted to thank you. You know, if we could have some sort of publicity in that direction to raise awareness, because I, I feel like in Trucker Appreciation Week, I feel like we do a very good job from the shipping receiver, receiver standpoint, company, company showing appreciation to the driver. 
Yeah. But I don't think we see anything from the public. Um, and so I, I think something to raise awareness would be great. You're absolutely right. I, I think, you know, I hope that this expands beyond just, uh, you know, our logistics and supply chain audience, because I do think that you're absolutely right. We need to be able to reach out to the masses. It, it's actually, so the stat that you gave me, it's actually three days of everything would would be in dire shortness or they just wouldn't be on, on, the, uh, on the racks if all drivers went and just stopped. Which goes even wow. further to say, right, especially during COVID, we have had mm -hmm. a significant amount of challenges from both ends. And I remember uh, last year, you know, I was reaching out to drivers to get their under get their perspective of well, how are you being treated on the road in the middle of COVID? And I was astounded at how many people couldn't just take time off for their livelihood to make sure that they were okay to go get vaccinated, to even get tested. And that to me was mm -hmm. really insane. And, and, you know, it definitely starts from up top wherever you are, you know, and, and certainly I think um, from a general perspective, we could be doing a lot better to just understanding. So I hope that this is the start to something better and a better relationship. Um, you know, and I think one last thing for me, a question to you is it, it, when it comes to shippers, and carriers, right? And shippers and, and drivers, what is the one thing that shippers could be doing better to ensure that there's a better partnership, to, to have that trust there? Um, I think I think a big element just communication and understanding. Um, yeah. But I'll, I'll give you one example with COVID. One thing that I ran into personally, when this thing first started and the, the shelves went bare, literally, I found myself in a position as a driver where, you know, our freight increased, right? Which mm. was great. We were making money. But the problem was we would get to the stores. And there would be such a long line or a backup at these facilities that it took mm. forever to get in. If we were delivering to a store, bringing food, you know, by the time we, when we delivered that load and walked inside to try to go shop or get food for the truck, it was gone. And so I really wish that we could have seen more as mm. far as like retail stores, shipping facilities, somebody offering drivers the ability to get some food. Because it, it's like we just delivered a trailer full of food right. to the store and we've got nothing. We're, we're starving, you know. So it was a scary situation. Well, not only that, but a lot of the... Um the chain, right? The fast food chains and all the, the food stores shut down, you know? So even further justifying the need to just have a healthy lunch, dinner, something, groceries, access to all of that. And that, I mean, that's really eye-opening, uh, Brittany, and, and actually really sad. Um, but again, I have no doubt that with people like you in the industry speaking loud, you know, we're going to see some change. And I'm very happy to offer myself up and Transfix as your resources to help you get that. So it's been such a pleasure speaking with you. I would love it if you can tell us what's next. What is what is the next video coming out? How can we follow you? Give me all that info. I'll tell you this. To be honest, I don't know what the next video is going to be. It's probably going to be another music video of some sort with some some driver footage on things that I experienced, but okay. I, I totally do this. The reason I use the term video artist is mm -hmm. I'm, I'm passionate about bringing people into what we experience. And I, I kind of just take it week by week, to be honest. 
and yeah. what I what I'm really feeling in my heart needs to needs to be put out and I put it together as I mean it's a whole art form for me to take time and put this together and hopefully inspire some people whether you're in transportation or or another career hopefully they the videos can inspire you to go after something big and scary and accomplish something great in your life and you've done that twice already so i i can't even imagine what are the possibilities for you moving forward i mean Man, I, I'm not as strong as you, so thank you. I, I really do want to appreciate my my appreciation for you as a driver, but also as a person that's out there sharing their artistry with the world because that's something that we need way more of, and we can never be too short of that. Um, do you have? I know you have a website. Do you want to give it out? Absolutely. Yeah, you can find me. All of my I'm all over the place on social, but the easiest way to find all the social links <laughs> would be the website, and that is the B R E dot TV. The B R E dot TV. There we go. You heard it from us first. It's such a pleasure to speak with you. I know we'll be speaking again. And um, thanks so much for appearing on our show. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. What a week. Thank you so much to everyone for celebrating National Truck Driver Appreciation Week. And special thanks, of course, goes out to all of our guests, Tawana Randall, Eric Ball, Pierre Laguerre, Candace Rivers, and Brittany Richardson. We have Bill Cassidy from JOC coming up in the coming weeks. And of course, we'll be back next Tuesday with another episode of the Transfix Take podcast. Don't forget to thank a trucker, and we'll see you next week. Drive safely, everyone. Bye.
So right. driver, I thank you. I thank you for every sacrifice that nobody else knows that you make. I thank you for everything that you push through when you don't feel like you can, but you do. I thank you for every spouse that's out there and every partner of every driver because of the sacrifices that you and your family and your children have to make as well. So every person that's a part of the trucking industry, I want you to know that you do matter and you know that, but I also want to be another voice that is continuing to tell you that. I thank you for your sacrifices. I thank you for your blessings and I thank you and want you to know that your life matters. And I pray that today you start taking the steps. I know you make all the steps for everybody else, but I want you to start taking some steps for you too, because the world needs you in every year, every day, and the best you and the healthiest you. And I thank God for you and every person that's connected to you from Candace Fitzpossible Trucking. And I thank y'all. Thank you so much, Candace. What a show. Thank you so much to Candace Rivers and Fit's Possible Trucking for coming on and shedding light on all of the ways that we can make being fit possible for trucking. Don't forget, follow Fit's Possible Trucking on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, where she launches the three video series tackling things like health, wellness, and food options on the road. We'll see you tomorrow with another episode featuring Eric Ball from the Trucking Cheat Code. Drive safely.